Hello, listeners, and thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Stories Station podcast. I'm Kay McCoy, your host, and today we have a returning guest, Kayla Sean. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Uh, I'm good because we've been talking for a minute, and I just, it took me like five <laughs> minutes to get through that introduction. <laughs> But we're here. We're here. We're here. We're here. We out here, y'all. We we good. So you have been extremely busy. I thought I was busy, but I'd be following you, low-key stalking you on IG. Me. Just low-key. Just I need to see. Just For those who have not seen your previous episode, go ahead, remind the people who you are, what it is that you write, all that fun stuff. I am Kayla Shun. I write romance books, mostly contemporary Black romance. I have published, oh, is it nine books now? Okay. Nine books as of, yeah. yeah, nine books. <laughs> I love how you didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't think about it because I was like, is it nine? Yeah, it's nine books now. Hey. <laughs> yes, yay. <laughs> so wait, we talking like full novels or are we talking short stories? Because I've technically published eight, but only uh one novel <laughs> let's see I think two two I would consider short and then the mm-hmm. other seven are like wait no it's like three I would consider short mm-hmm. and then the other six are like not novel novellas and novels okay so for y'all who don't know um she writes long novels she she out here trying to be not cute always. and like low-key not always <laughs> okay so for your novels, how many pages? We don't want to scare people with the, the word count, so we'll just say pages. How many pages were your last two novels? Uh, the most recent novel is almost four. Oh, it's over 400 pages. That so, one came out in March. That was my last release. Mm-hmm. So for you serial readers, y'all know what a 400-page novel look like, Okay. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> so y'all know what y'all signing up for right. but it's a, big one. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big one it's a big one so yeah. please tell us a little bit more about your recent novel because I haven't read it yet and I'm curious too <laughs> so the most recent book I put out was to be loved it's the things unseen series <laughs> so it's like it's a how do you is it considered like an interconnected because each book is a different couple mm-hmm. but they're all like friends in a, like a friend group I guess I know Christian Cashel she does that too Shamika right. Elliott she she writes like that too and maybe you know who else might know what to call this Keita Kendrick and I know y'all are probably sick of me talking about her on the podcast but y'all already know look d- d- go go judge your credit scores okay <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Keita Kendrick like anybody who they they write these sequels oh and Sierra London I think mm-hmm. is another one who another author who writes those characters they they have like a group of friends right and then they all tell their stories what is that called that's a good question I think I've seen it called a interconnected mm-hmm. something like that because I'm like yeah book is a different couple but it's a mm-hmm. part of a series so I was like uh, I that know. I think that's exactly what it is it's a series but can each story be read as a standalone yes each story can be read as a standalone so yeah so yeah. to be loved 
So mm -hmm. what what is to be loved about? Because again, you told us the mechanics, but now let's let's get into the lie edits. <laughs> yeah, that part. So, <laughs> so to be loved is about Remedy Sinclair and Lathan Calloway. Mm -hmm. Yes. So Remedy was introduced in book one. She very briefly introduced, and mm -hmm. in book one, you meet her. And her attitude is kind of very standoffish, very cold, mm -hmm. but you know, you don't find out why. Mm -hmm. So you kind of just see that brief glimpse of her in book one in this moment. So mm -hmm. in her story, it starts off the same way with her being cold and standoffish. And Lathan is introduced as her bodyguard. She is a CEO of a data analytics company. Mm -hmm. And she's had some threats in the past because some people just didn't, feel comfortable with her taking over the data analytics world as a young black woman mm -hmm. so she's had some issues in that world so she was someone hired a bodyguard for her mm -hmm. and Lathan has been with her I think two years oh, at wow. the time the story starts mm -hmm. and she is just as cold to him two years later as she was on day one like she has a child-sized desk and chairs set up for him in her office and he's like six five almost 260 pounds like I thought I was petty <laughs> she's petty to this man and she <laughs> he thinks it's hilarious which makes her even madder like of it does because she has to be them, that way yeah she does <laughs> like yeah. the dynamic between them is <laughs> interesting in the beginning <laughs> so that's like the beginning of the story is a lot of back and forth mm -hmm. so she also had do I want to give this part away let me think because if I start talking too much, I'll start giving away. Spoilers. Okay, their dynamic. What? Let's see. How can we put this into like a blurb? Because you know how blurbs are. They give you just enough. Just enough. So these two. Does something happen? Uh, is something revealed? Or she is it a health? I'll say she has a health scare. Okay, I like. She has that. a health scare that That's forces her to slow down. Mm -hmm. She's such a workaholic. Mm -hmm. that a health care forces her to slow down and she mm -hmm. doesn't want anybody to know about it but Lathan is there when it happens so mm -hmm. he has to see after her and take care of her and mm -hmm. during this time they get to know each other and he gets to know more about her mm -hmm. and he finds out why she is the way she is and they just start building that connection and it's I like it. <laughs> oh, it sounds so good. That's already see. That's already a TBR summer read right there. Yeah, <laughs> I love. It that. does have some trigger warnings and some content warnings at the beginning of it, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I think I like it. Yeah. yeah. So now, do you mention that in your in the actual like back end of the story or the blurb that it has trigger warnings? Because I know All some people. Okay, yeah. some <laughs> some blurb, people before the story, before chapter one, it's like kind of everywhere yeah you're like I listen to go in blind <laughs> and and again that's a good thing because I was talking with Mo Flames a few weeks ago and she, she point she made a good point no matter how many times you mention it there's always going to be somebody that slides into your reviews yeah. and says x y and z this was messed up and you like but I gave you the disclaimer I gave you the the, the warning yeah. what, what you why yeah. you read this <laughs> mine's in bold too it's yeah. in bold <laughs> on the description on amazon and yep 
still still got the comments about it <laughs> see as people you know what we can't protect you from yourselves people like yeah. be responsible <laughs> reader <laughs> yeah like I tried I tried I put it on my post when I was promoting it on Instagram like before the book even came out like but still got some comments about the content I mean in any of the content warnings nothing was actually described in the book it's just mentioned in passing so even then I still got the comments <laughs> that's good yeah that that's a tough one for me because again my sequel has not been released yet it, it, honestly I'm not going to release it until next year for my own personal reasons but that's something that I'm worried about too because I hint mm -hmm. at something that happened in the past so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to ask you, what, what do you do when you when you get those reviews, even though it doesn't necessarily take place in the book, it's something that you talked about that happened in the past. Like, mm -hmm. how do you approach that when you see those reviews? Do you just keep it moving or do you like make a note of that for your next story? I think like for this, because like for this one, I didn't get a lot of comments about it. I think I may have seen two and I think I had one person kind of inbox me. Mm -hmm. on Instagram about it but I in this particular book I really kind of kept it moving because mm -hmm. it was a super important part of her backstory and why she was the way she was it mm -hmm. really was almost like 90 percent mm -hmm. of her personality yeah was the reason why so mm -hmm. it I don't feel like it was put in for shock value or mm -hmm. anything like that like so i I was able to keep it moving when I read that because I didn't go in detail. I didn't give graphic descriptions of anything. It was hinted at throughout the beginning of the book. And then once it was revealed, it still didn't go into detail. It was just mentioned, like I said, mentioned in passing and a quick description of it before, like, I guess I could say the, the healing from it yeah. started happening. So I didn't take it to heart like I said I can understand some people still it may hit them differently so I respect that they may not have enjoyed yeah the description of it mm -hmm. but I can't take it to heart because I know as I didn't go into deep details about it so I was able to just keep it moving with that book right there okay I'm gonna try to remember that when my yeah. when my book drops yeah. and that and that's a I guess that's a good thing too because people do read to escape so yeah. if something like that does come back I think the the most that we can do as authors without you know taking away from the story for people that will read it is mm -hmm. to to give them a trigger warning and right. I, I can see that but I know some authors feel okay look this what I write, this what you're going to read. And then right. other others are like, okay, I'm going to at least give you a, a trigger. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> but as far as these two main characters, mm -hmm. what do you think ultimately connects them besides her being just petty and him like <laughs> rolling with it and then him kind of helping her when she becomes ill because I'm, I'm assuming I don't know because <laughs> right. I don't want no spoilers but right <laughs> but what do you think connects them in the end growing up she had a father who was like a legend in the mm -hmm. neighborhood mm -hmm. he was like everything to everybody yeah. anybody in the neighborhood needed something for their son or an event he was the mm -hmm. one that everybody went to and he was always being pulled in so many directions mm -hmm. he missed what was going on with her I see so her biggest thing was 
she just wanted somebody to see her. Mm-hmm. She felt like she wasn't protected because she was like, I live with him. I'm in his house and I'm being hurt every day. And he's, he doesn't see me. Mm-hmm. So I think for them, Lathan's ability to see her, even when her personality hadn't changed, she was still being cold and mean and rude or however you want to describe her. He was still able to see past that and see that it wasn't, she wasn't just being mean for any reason. Like even yeah. before she was able to explain what happened to her, he knew something mm-hmm. else was going on. And she started recognizing, because like even early on, she would make little comments to herself like, is he really seeing me? Like, is he the first person to ever realize that my attitude is like this for mm-hmm. a reason? Or yeah. like, there's no way he really knows that something else is going on behind the scenes. So mm-hmm. early on, she started having those thoughts because he would make little comments about her personality and why he thought something else was going on. So I think his ability to see past that wall she had up was ultimately mm-hmm. what opened the door for them to become what they were. Yeah. And that's beautiful when you feel seen. Like that's another level of intimacy that I don't think people recognize with contemporary romance. They just think, oh, well, it's going to be a whole bunch of drama. And it's like, it don't always have to be drama. I'm not knocking the hustle because again, we we've had authors on here who will give you that drama they will (laughs) they will bring it to you hot (laughs) like if you ask for the smoke and you ain't ready you gonna choke (laughs) and I'm not knocking that but (laughs) but there's other elements to to drama and it could still be just as impactful and just as good to read so I I appreciate you for doing that again I appreciate you just for writing long novels (laughs) because after having you that first time on the podcast I was like dang can I really do that and then I found myself doing it I was like oh wait (laughs) so what advice would you give to anyone who is thinking about like just going out there and trying to write what we call like a long novel what would Mm -hmm. you what would you advise them to do or not to do writing a long novel (laughs) what's so crazy is I never planned to write a long book when I start I never have it in my my mind I mean I know it's maybe a longer Mm -hmm. like in this moment ended up being I think it was 117,000 when I I I always like to estimate how long my book is gonna be Mm -hmm. I I think I estimated it was gonna be like 50 or 60 yeah that's what you went in thinking that's real cute (laughs) it was so cute (laughs) and I think the last one uh, to be loved was like 96 Mm -hmm. I think I said like 50 or 60 for that one also and I was like you should just be playing yourself every time (laughs) you be setting yourself up (laughs) for failure every single time (laughs) but this is the best kind of failure there is in my opinion and you, right. do you, has your has your editing process changed at all? The like last time we spoke, you you said that you have a, a lengthy editing process. You do it yourself, and then, yeah. then you're still doing that, or have you yeah. given yourself some grace and, and just passed it on to somebody else? <laughs> no. Well, I tried. I tried to give myself some grace and pass it to somebody else, and then I was like no <laughs> I can't I because I know because <laughs> so much of my because even though I can write like mm-hmm. when I during the writing part I think for me my story comes together the most during the editing yeah and I 
that's I can write the bulk of my story during the drafting process mm-hmm. but the best part for me comes together during the editing I like the wording and the the wording <laughs> and then just like right. the the characters the like everything just kind of yeah. falls in place see I right. I can understand it it's like to me it sounds almost like Tetris like you start right. putting all the pieces together and then you realize right. okay if you have a problem you see it you're like you can catch it midway and be right. like okay I need to fix this yeah otherwise it's gonna stack we, up <laughs> yeah because <laughs> when drafting I like I'm writing just to get the story down mm-hmm. but when I'm going back and rewriting and editing mm-hmm. I already know what's coming so I know mm-hmm. what I need to fix at the beginning to make this look good so yeah. when I get here it flows better so that's why I think when the editing comes to bed, comes together the best for me. Mm-hmm. And that's why I take so long on editing. And that process has not gotten any easier. It's actually gotten longer. <laughs> you know what? If it works, it works. I'm not it, knocking it at all. Yeah. I'm, I'm envious because I was like, I'm just not. And I will happily admit, I did not self-edit in the beginning. I would literally write really? a rough draft. And then I would read it to myself because I am my first audience. And then I would mm-hmm. give it to an editor. But like, I would check it for like grammatic issues. I'm like, okay, now you go in line edit. Cause that's what I, that's what I need. I know I need it. <laughs> cause I can't see the forest for the trees. Cause it's my baby. And I think like, she's beautiful. <laughs> I don't see nothing. <laughs> I wish I could, but I can't. The control freaking me cannot oh. let it go. You know, I'm never going back either. I do I do two rounds of self-edits now. That really? that's the one thing that has changed. Yeah. I, I write it, the rough draft, and then I read it. And then I say, okay, let me take a month away from it. And then I do that first round of self-edits. And then I take a week off and I do another round before I give it to my editor. To do the the break. Oh, yeah. I don't- take a break it was so hard and then like the third week I was like oh I got too much stuff to do I can't even be worried about this right now and everybody was like niece you ain't gonna do oh yeah I still got time but like that first two weeks was hard (laughs) I felt like a junkie like I was like I need (laughs) I need it (laughs) (laughs) I can't the most I think I can take after finishing the draft is like a day I can't that was me yeah I didn't understand why people took like a month off to self-edit I was like who are y'all and now I'm one of them like yeah, I, li- <laughs> I had to schedule stuff for me to do because the- I'm first two weeks but the hardest I was like let me just uh, let me do the scheduling here let me I need to edit this project <laughs> I need to narrate this and I made myself take my time like I was like because but then I realized I wasn't looking at the story but I can recall scenes from the story and I'm like Mm -hmm. do I need this in here and then I made a note okay highlight that in orange so if I highlight something in orange that's that's from my editor like okay this is a scene I think I might not need so if you agree let me know and we can just we can scrap it I mean I don't scrap it I share it in my newsletter but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was like so you just give me more I'm still gonna use it but just not in the story just not in the story <laughs> so with this series that you're working on and these stories are all standalones what is the dynamic between those friends because I'm I'm switching it up because we'll we'll talk we could have a TED talk y'all about editing and that's one thing I noticed about yeah. long novels they require yeah. extensive research on editing so we're we're changing yeah 
we're changing gears. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to talk about my editing process. I can make a whole video yes. about it alone. Why <laughs> haven't you? Like, you should just set up a YouTube channel and be like, hey, listen, this is what I do. If you like my work. <laughs> I would judge me so hard if y'all understood how deep I got into that editing. I want to hear it. I'm always curious about the editing process because everyone's everyone has a different, so different. editing process. Yeah. yeah, I might I might bring y'all into it next time I decide to edit it. Well, I don't know, maybe because <laughs> it's like crazy. I might. <laughs> you know what? If you do, please tag me. I need to see it. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> yeah. So, like, just briefly, okay. Before we switch gears, just briefly tell us, like, step by step, what you do. Like, how many steps are there? <laughs> Is it a 12-step program? <laughs> I'm going to have to go through it because I don't I, I don't know the steps off the top of my head, like how many, but let's see. After I finish it, I might take like a day just because I need a break after finishing the book. Mm-hmm. I do like a read-through, so yeah. the whole thing. As I'm reading through, I have like a, I, buy, I always buy a brand new notebook, read the whole entire thing, but as I'm reading, I don't actually change the document. Mm-hmm. I write each scene title or number and mm-hmm. I write what I want to change about it on that scene list I guess in the document mm-hmm. and I go back and make those changes once I read, read through the whole thing mm-hmm. once that's done then I go through and what about next once all those I'm trying to remember because it's I go through and read it again yeah <laughs> a lot of sure. rereading yeah a lot <laughs> especially in those long ones Yes. Once I go through and read it again to make sure like the actual story and plot holes and all of that are filled. If I I'll do it again if mm-hmm. I feel like something's missing. But once it gets to the point where I like the actual story, mm-hmm. then I used to print the whole thing out because I, I like paper. Yeah. But I have an iPad now, so I just do it on um good notes mm-hmm. and I have to have red pen and I go line by line, word by word, and I'll mark everything out that if I'm like I don't like this word I'll circle it or make a note mm-hmm. where I'll be like he should look up another word for this or <laughs> highlight and I'll be like reword this sentence or reflect you literally edit you like, I mean uh, self, no you are yeah. that that's editing I can't even say yes. self-edit that's straight yes. up edit because that's literally yes. what I do when people send me their stuff now because I've been editing for a minute now that's literally that's my I mean. line edit and copy edit copy edit yeah. looking up stuff yeah. making sure it's what it's supposed to yep. be and that go, it makes sense yeah I go word for word line by line <laughs> through the entire project once that's done like I say if it's I you like I, I used to print it but I got since I got an iPad I bought myself an iPad for Christmas I treat so, yourself save paper because lord <laughs> Now, I just do it on my iPad now. Once I make those changes, then I go through um, Pro Writing Aid. Yes. In there for the grammar, spelling, mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. And then I might, I think I might run it through like another, mm-hmm. maybe another software, and then I send it to the editor. And at I that point, it. at that point, they proofreading. Dead they, ass. Honestly, <laughs> they, they're honestly like and they were like it's really not much i had to do i'm like yeah, yeah i'm saving you a lot honestly yeah you pro- they proofreading like because if that that's literally what i would be doing because you've done so much extensive work like you've already done the line editing you you've even done the copy edits mm-hmm. so you, they're just proofreading at that point <laughs> and if they're like me they're probably they probably put a review in there too because they've read the story <laughs> yeah that's what she likes to say 
But that is ex- that is extensive, and I appreciate you for it because people know now that your readers have found you, they know what they're getting when they read your stories. Yeah, they so know the quality of work. It yes, takes a certain level of yeah. Now, with having said that, your readers, do you feel that they prefer more of your long stories, or they prefer your novellas more? What what has been like the response has been like towards your your story so far? I think at first they preferred my shorter books, but Mm -hmm. lately I actually did a poll on Instagram about, oh, maybe three or four months ago. And I was expecting them to say shorter books, but it was overwhelmingly, they preferred longer books. I asked them, I said, do you prefer authors, specifically me, but authors to release shorter more often, or would you prefer to wait longer for like, would well, you wait, prefer to wait more time for longer projects? Mm-hmm. And they were like, they don't mind waiting more time for longer projects. And I was surprised <laughs> at that because I was expecting them to say quick release, even mm-hmm. if it's shorter. But yeah, we don't mind waiting if you release a longer project. So. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I can appreciate that because I know a lot of authors feel the need to to constantly be working and those quick releases are tempting. But when the quality of work is there and your readers don't mind, then that takes stress off of you. Yeah, (laughs) I love it. I love that. So (laughs) you said that you you this is book two in a series. This is book. Yeah. To be loved was book two in that series in that series so do you have a number in mind for this series like what can readers expect from more of this as far as getting more from this series I don't have a like a set number of books that I'm gonna release in the series I know for I know for a fact that Hakeem <laughs> is going to get a book y'all if y'all are listening <laughs> Hakeem is going to get a book because he's like a fan favorite and they all it don't matter they always ask about Hakeem he's going <laughs> to get a book he was the bodyguard in book one. Mm-hmm. He's another of the friends. Cause they all grew up in like a rough neighborhood called Uptown. It's like a fictional town mm-hmm. that I created called Uptown. And they all grew up there. That's where the friend group comes from. Mm-hmm. They all kind of branched out and did their own thing as they got older, but they're still mm-hmm. friends. But he's he was a big part in book one. He had a brief mm-hmm. part in this book, but he was a huge and character book, like, yeah. in book one. And he was a fan favorite and they constantly <laughs> ask if he's going to get a book. So yes, I have plans <laughs> to release his book sometime this year. I don't know. I haven't even started writing it yet, but I do have some ideas, but he is going to get a book. I love that. <laughs> I like that you have readers that don't mind hitting you up. Do they sometimes like at you on Twitter or like Instagram, like, hey, hashtag Hakeem needs his book, like something have- like that. <laughs> <laughs> not on Twitter yet, but my yeah. inbox on Instagram, they treat it like, sis, what is, where's the book? <laughs> it's not even like, hey, do you know me? They were like, sis, when is his book coming? Like, you playing. <laughs> they treat it like we've been knowing each other forever. I love <laughs> that. I mine. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love that. It sounds like they are real respectful. Like, yeah. we family it's over so, here, so we got to ask. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind it. Like, yeah, I think it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do too. I got to admit, because, you know, I, I know a lot of authors are a little bit cautious about going on Twitter. Mm-hmm. We we talked about this previously because, mm-hmm. you know, Twitter is a place where where yeah. things can go left real fast. Real fast. <laughs> <laughs> so is that oh, why no. you don't have Twitter yet? You you just you just Definitely. haven't gotten around to doing it. 
it's hard enough. Like I'm not a big social media person. Like I have personal social media where I'm like friends mm-hmm. and family because I've just had them for so long. And yeah. it's hard enough keeping up with Instagram <laughs> as an author. <laughs> like I'm so inconsistent on there trying to post constantly. I'm like, if I get another social media, y'all are never going to see me on one of these <laughs> platforms. So let me just stick to this one. I've noticed that most authors either they either have Instagram and Facebook, or they have Facebook and TikTok, or they have yeah. TikTok and Instagram. A lot of us yeah. don't have Twitter, and if we do, we More don't advertise <laughs> that we're no, on Twitter. We just have it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just like tweeting from it. They're not advertising, not like posting about their books and that. I. Because again, this is the story station, so I can share with y'all. I, I have a Twitter account, but it's not for really for my authorship. I have it because I watch soap operas. Really? <laughs> and every once in a while, I'm like, you know what? I'll give y'all a little fan fiction. So I'll give y'all a fan fiction <laughs> on like one of my favorite characters and I leave. I walk away. <laughs> I, that's it. Listen, I'm just going to get, I'm just going to slide this right here and I'm going to walk away. Or like I, if I miss a few, if I miss a few days because I've been working, like if I miss a few mm-hmm. days of one of my soaps, I'll, I'll go on their feed and I'll see what people are saying about it for that week. And then I'm like, okay, should I, should I binge it or should I leave it alone for this week? And usually I just leave it alone because fans are honest. They're like, listen, they add people, like they add the writers. Really? Oh yeah. Twitter people listen I'm a 90s baby so I'm extremely cautious because I know in my day you said something out of pocket you could get the hands they rated E for everyone right but this generation I love it I love to see it but I wouldn't do it yeah they different (laughs) they they a whole different breed no no disrespect but y'all bold (laughs) because they at authors now with one star reviews and I'm just like Mm -hmm. y'all bold Ooh, y'all real bold y'all ain't never been punched oh. in the chin like you can tell. You y'all can ain't tell never had to catch a different bus threat, home like, <laughs> never had a long walk from the bus stop to the house mm. like scared <laughs> nothing never had they ain't never that. had that fear no <laughs> I, re- I had it from my friends like ooh, i heard i heard xoxo was looking for you yeah man that's why i had to get on a different bus today <laughs> Yeah, ride a different bus home. Or right, they don't know nothing about right before it's time to go home. <laughs> like they've never had. Oh, your that. mama before the bell right? <laughs> like mama, go get me. Right. <laughs> they, they, they never had the experience none of that. <laughs> none of it, and I, you know what? Times are different. I guess I'm not mad different. at you, but I ain't doing it. So I haven't asked you this yet because I wanted to save it for the end. But okay. You, you know about the smooch rating. So mm-hmm. with all, all things considered, what mm-hmm. smooch rating would you give your last story? The la- Just the last story. Because last time we talked about the whole combination of all your work, but now oh, we just want to talk about the very last story. Try to make it easy. <laughs> Which is crazy because I would consider this book a slow burn. Yes. It was it's a slow burn. Give it, it to really, me. It was a slow burn. So but when they got when they got started. <laughs> um I don't know. Now I'm saying like, hmm, I should have been prepared for it. I, I feel like this is my me. my Viola Davis moment. Like right. give it to I me. I should have been prepared for it because I knew you were gonna do it. You should have. This ain't I new, did. you ain't new to this. <laughs> Gosh, I should have known. Mm. 
because they were almost at like 50 percent. I, I think I, I reread that book mm-hmm. this past weekend I think I think it was this past weekend because I think one of the characters popped up in the book I'm currently working on mm-hmm. and I think it was at 50 percent before they even like had their first intimate moment so I was like yeah, yeah. that's a lot go through now you talking my jam you speaking my love language oh, <laughs> I love you know I love me some slow birds and I was like girl how did I write this <laughs> I, mean, I skipped ahead to write that early on because I was like I can't do this I like mine the first 10 percent or may not I like it early <laughs> you said give me that early bird special early early <laughs> so oh, I, thought, I would say maybe but ain't nothing wrong with the two because i'm trying to see if i'm rating it right yeah well remember it's not just the sex like everything all things considered their chemistry the circumstances leading up to it or even afterwards or as they say in the stories the afterglow because <laughs> you got that glow mm-hmm. 2.75 two points okay yeah i respect i, I boosted up a little bit 2.75 <laughs> it's, a, it's like a cardboard you know i'm gonna make cards the next time yeah, 2.75 2.75 <laughs> i had I to boost it up that. a little bit because once you consider everything mm-hmm. like their chemistry did yes afterwards so mm-hmm. and that's important chemistry matters even with you know people on a book because yeah you, you reading it so if it reads flat yeah. and one end and the other and you're just like I mm-hmm. like this cat, but this dude, yeah. Mm-mm. yeah. How they get together? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she was very like she wasn't interested in any of that early on, but afterwards she was like mm-hmm. a little fiend. Yeah, he said he literally said I created a fiend. <laughs> he was like I'm tired, but <laughs> he literally said I'm tired all the time. <laughs> two point seven five. I don't think we've ever had a two point seven. Because <laughs> I'm extra. I already. <laughs> I'm extra. Listen, if you're going to be extra, be the best extra, extra. Yeah. <laughs> My child calls me extra, so I know I am. Like, she's seven. See, so when know. your children, that's love, though, because your yeah. child can say, Mommy, you extra, and yeah. you just roll with it. Like, okay. I baby. do. She's like, Mom, you are so dramatic. And I'm like, I know. I'm sorry. That's why I write. Like, I'm in the right field. Yeah. <laughs> you, listen, as someone who has come to appreciate your work, you are most certainly in the right field. Right field. Listen, <laughs> let be extra. If that's what it takes to get the stories that you give us, <laughs> you be all the extra you can be. <laughs> listen, don't let nobody tell you otherwise. <laughs> right. Uh, so before we go just remind everyone where they can follow you again you don't have that many social medias but just in case oh. <laughs> so i'm on instagram at author kayla shun i'm on facebook also at author kayla shun i'm on tiktok at kayla writes books but there are nothing on there <laughs> I mean, like, you want to follow me? One day I might post something, but it's K Wright's books <laughs> on TikTok. <laughs> so one day, I mean, if you can jump ahead of the curve, you'll be there when I post my <gasps> video. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> jump ahead of the curve. Miss it. <laughs> you ain't lying when you said you was extra. <laughs> I told you, because I, I don't, I go on there to watch videos. I'm not posting anything. <laughs> I, I just don't think I have the brain 
to do the TikTok create. That creativity is not the same brain I have. Like mine is for books. That type of creativity is a little different. Mm. So I just enjoy it. <laughs> and just like, oh, okay, y'all got it. <laughs> you're like, this was a good way to spend my day, just a few yeah. hours. Cause that's how TikTok gets you. You think you're gonna be on there for two minutes mm-hmm. and then an hour passes and you like, nah, nah. <laughs> I have done nothing. I've done nothing. Done nothing. <laughs> You know what? I'm gonna let yeah. I'm gonna let it go because I get it. But yeah, yeah. that's why I have TikTok, but I don't be on there like that. I have posted stuff on there, but yeah. I had to dial back because I was like, this is getting out of pocket. I could have been yeah. writing. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's why I, I have to like take my app completely off my phone. Or I will be scrolling. I set just the scrolling. most annoying timer on my phone, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, you have ten minutes now, <laughs> and that's literally what I do. And then when that time, I have it set loud. And I put it across the room. So I have to actually get up to get it. That's what I need to set a timer for myself. Yeah. And put it across the room. So you have to physically get up to get it because it's loud. I will scroll. Because I will scroll. I will scroll. (laughs) Scrolling a whole hour go away. Again, I can't thank you enough. As always, you are always a pleasure to talk to. You can come back here anytime. I enjoy it. I like doing it. <laughs> yeah, I like having you on here. It's uh, it warms my heart that people even want to come back. It's like for real. Yes. Okay, we really a vibe. Okay, you yes. coming back? <laughs> so thank you again so much, and thank you guys for listening. To the Story Station. I'm Kay McCoy, your host, and we are signing off. Until next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>